This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I'm looking at a press release from the Ontario government, and uh, it says Ontario's government is supporting students and their families when making requests to bring their service animals into schools and classrooms. I thought we already did that, but apparently it's not been across the board. So this announcement, you've heard it on our newscast throughout the day. This uh, came our way during the day. And online with me, I've got Amy Fee, who is MPP for Kitchener South Hespeler, and she's also Parliamentary Assistant to the Minister of Children, Community and Social Services. Amy, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Peter. Thank you for having me on. Great to have you on. Tell me where this came from. I'm right, aren't I, that some schools were amenable to the service animals and some not so much. So what we found was actually that some school boards had policies and other boards did not. But for me, this came about um, as a personal issue. So I was um, a Waterloo Catholic District School Board trustee, but also I'm a mom of two children with autism and one who has an autism service dog. And we started um, a struggle pretty much six years ago now to get his service dog into school with him. Okay, and obviously you were successful, but now the ministry, not particularly your ministry, but you're on this, uh, the education ministry has mandated school boards to come up with policies. So we have, and um, it's making sure that school boards across the province will have to have a policy in place that takes a look at the individual need of the child, including what medical professionals are recommending when they're looking at the individual case of whether or not it is adequate um, accommodation to have a service dog in the classroom. But at this point, my son's service dog, we are still trying to work through with the school board to get his service dog in class with him. Why don't we explore this a little bit without um, being too much in, in the area of the legalese? Because aside from being a, a person associated with the Ministry of Children and uh, and Community and Social Services, you are, as you said, a mom of uh, a child who has special needs, and you're still fighting, notwithstanding the position that you occupy. Why have school boards been been so slow on this? And maybe you can ex- expand on my, on your answer and tell me what constitutes a child with special needs such that a service dog would help. So a lot of school boards have been um, have been great at letting in service dogs, and the feedback that we get um, from those school boards and from families that I've talked to directly are just an overall improvement of how the child is um, doing in the class, especially when it is a child with autism. So locally um, in Kitchener, we had a family um, that were fighting right along with us, trying to get um, their son's service dog into um, a Waterloo Catholic classroom. And eventually they decided to move out of Waterloo region. And their son has gone from performing below grade level to at grade level or beyond in some cases. His mental health has dramatically improved now that he's had his service animal in class with him for about a year now. Um, and that's sort of what we have seen. So in order to get a service animal, families will have a medical recommendation. So it might be a pediatrician, family doctor, or in my son's case, a psychologist who recommended the use um, of a service animal. And then from there, you can start looking out to different um, providers in, in Ontario. There are three main providers of service animals. And they actually come out and will do an assessment if they do have um, any availability to take you into their program. But it's not a a guarantee, even if you do have the medical recommendation. The trainers um, will kind of assess your situation and determine if um, you meet um, the requirements to have a service animal and if they think that the animal will actually be able to help you with the areas that you're looking for. When's the deadline for school boards to all come back with their policies? So they need to be in place uh, for January 2020. Okay, so that's that's pretty darn soon. That's four months away, not even. Uh, and uh, that to me, that's a good thing. But I think what, what I'd like 
our audience to understand is when we say service dog, there are many people out there who are not associated with uh, children or even adults who have a need for that kind of reliance. And service dogs to, to many of those people mean, oh, a seeing eye dog. And that is a service dog, there's no question. But when you talk about a service dog that helps an autistic child, maybe you could tell us in what way and, and why that is uh, such a positive thing. So for my son, when we first um, got the service animal, it was a lot of it was around the fact that he would bolt and he would run into traffic and he would run away in crowds if we could even get him out of the house to be um, included in those types of situations because he would often have meltdowns just being able to try and get him into those situations. Mm -hmm. So when he was really little, um, he would actually be what's called tethered to the dog. So he was clipped onto the harness on the dog. If he started to run, you can yell, halt, and the dog will immediately stop and hold him and he can't run. Now that he is older and we've had more experience with the dog, we've realized how much it really helps with the emotion regulation and the anxiety piece um, that he faces as part of his autism diagnosis. And that is um, something I hear time and time again from families of children with autism is just how incredible it is to watch how their children react with these animals, um, whether it might be just a small pat on the head or just knowing that they're there and just kind of giving them that confidence to be able to sit at their desk and participate in the curriculum or have those conversations with their peers or get into um, crowds or just be part of the community and to give them that sense of safety. In the classroom, Amy, where does the dog stay while the child is at his or her desk? A lot of times it's usually on uh, mats, so the dogs are mat trained, so that way they can be told to go to the mat, and a lot of times the mat is right beside the child at their desk. Um, they can also have crates in the classroom as well, so maybe at gym time it's possible that the dogs will be asked to go into the crate or at recess, um, but usually they are close by right at the child. So these are incredibly uh, well-trained animals, the way one would expect service dogs to be. They are animals that obviously, from your description, keep um, these young people in check and permit them to operate reasonably well in a normal classroom environment so they can be normal kids, as it were, and they don't in any way disrupt uh, the class for any kids who are not with service dogs. I'd say the first few days, just as the kids in the class and the staff get used to what's going on and having you know, a dog in the classroom, definitely there is an adjustment period. But from what I hear from any teachers or um, educational assistants who have worked with service animals in the classroom, after the first few days, it's just they're part of the class and just everybody knows that they're there. But you just kind of go on. And what teachers have found, too, is that because especially when it's a child with autism and it's helping with the emotion regulation, they're able to focus on other children in the classroom because that child has more of the support network that they need to be able to function in the classroom. Okay, this all came from Bill 48, which your government passed uh, over the, the earlier part of this year, and it, it uh, is called the Safe and Supportive Classrooms Act. And it, it looks at a lot of things, but one of the things it looked at was the ability for the minister to establish policies and guidelines regarding service animals. So this is an outgrowth of that, yes? Yes, it is. So that it came in so that way that is now part of uh, the Education Act. 
that way um, there's essentially more teeth to it. So that way school boards do have to follow this PPM and make sure that they have policies in place. So that way, really, it's about creating that equal opportunity for children with special needs and their families to be able to say to school boards, this is the reason why my child or these are the reasons why my child um, could benefit from the use of a service animal in the classroom. So is this going to be enough um, in, in summary for the programs that provide development to kids with special needs in our mainstream schools? It's really about making sure, again, that they have that equal access, right? But um, one thing that has to always be taken into consideration is looking at the classroom as a whole. And that's what um, this PPM and the policy directives to the school board will look at as well, is that we have to balance out um, if there are allergies or phobias um, in the classroom as well and how do we work together. And all the directors of um, the service dog providers that I've spoken with that have placed dogs in schools across the country have never run into a situation where they haven't been able to um, make that transition successful um, based on whether it's moving a child um, to another classroom. So that way the child that has um, the allergy is in a um, in different classroom mm-hmm. or working with a child who maybe has a fear with maybe a service dog in training, that sort of thing, to try and help them um, through those fears. So it's, it's about working together as a school community to do what's best for um, all children in the classroom. Amy, thank you so much. I uh, wish you success with this program. And uh, I know for you on a personal level that this has been a great um, uh, let's call it a bridge between what you do professionally as an MPP and your family life where you deal with a, a special needs kid. And I think uh, it's great that you've been able to do that. Oh, thank you so much, Peter. It's certainly been a great day. All right. Good for you. Amy Fee, MPP for Kitchener South Hespler and Parliamentary Assistant to the Minister of Children, Community and Social Services. I am Peter Sherman. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.